0: This is Johnson. The Lebowski Deepcast.
1: Laughable, man. (laughs) In each
0: episode of Johnson, Brad and Adam discuss a single Johnson. That sounds like something I would have fucking loved when I was like 12. Providing insight. You know, they always say we learn more from our mistakes than our successes, right? Commentary. I don't know enough about LBJ to really comment. And conjecture.
1: Why is everything about Vietnam with me? I mean, I know there's not a literal connection, Brad.
0: is an adventure. Close enough. How's it going, Brad? Oh, I'm doing really, really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, I'm just so content right now. I sense... I'm just so happy to be on this podcast talking to you. Okay. As well as our special guest. Well,
1: before we get to that, I sense a little... um, Maybe you sound a little more relaxed than normal, and I can't tell if it's genuine um i'm
0: i'm trying to at least embrace it it sounds like a deliberate relaxedness right like you mean like i'm i'm really really tense but i'm pretending to be relaxed you're to to wish it so yeah maybe i'm doing that a
1: little overcompensating
0: i'm just you know i'm just improv and i'm riffing on you know one of my many characters this one was relaxed brad (laughs) i like i like relaxed
1: brad Seems like he's, you know, taking her easy for all us sinners.
0: Yeah, exactly. I 118 episodes of Lebowski to to learn the secrets. Yeah. I think I unlocked one or two.
1: One or two. You're climbing the ladder. You're not all the way up there. You got a couple more rungs to go, but you're making
0: progress. I'm well, glad. I'm glad to hear it. It's, you know, every time, uh, you know, imagine a, a, a mountain. I do a all the time. Sparrow that flies above the mountain once every million years. Is and that it you, does, Brad? It Are you the sparrow? It brushes the mountain with the tip of its wing.
1: Just with the tip. Just the tip. You know? It's a little yes. game it likes to play called yes. Just the Tip. And it's... Yep.
0: just brushes
1: the mountain. Just the tip. Yeah. Once every million years. Once every million years, you get the tip. Welcome Yeah. To and then,
0: eventually, 16 the years of marriage. mountain <laughs> will be will be will be eroded away from that and oh, that's see how where long going it's going to take that. for me to get all the way to uh the the final level
1: sparrows sparrows tip versus a mountain eventually a sparrow tip will win
0: yeah it's really a uh a metaphor about like trying to comprehend impossibly long periods of time
1: you know how i feel about that like trying to tile floors with like half tic-tac sized tiles right a well this is even out. bigger this is yeah, this, this is, is horrible idea
0: yeah this is the idea of a culpa but we don't need to get into that that rotten thing
1: no i mean i'm sure it won't be
0: why <laughs> don't you uh, introduce our guest he's standing over there in the corner like in uh blair witch project it's making me uncomfortable
1: turn around now josh Turn around before I drop this camera on its side, and we don't see what happens next.
2: Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I just, uh, I got a little lost in that wall there. It's, there's so
1: many cracks and fissures and mm. textures, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's mesmerizing. And when,
1: the, when the on-camera light came down the stairs, you were able to see even more detail. Mesmerizing.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, it is great to be here, guys.
1: It's great to have you, especially on this episode. Yes, of this special Johnson. episode
0: of Johnson Johnson. <laughs> um, so as and, you know, this is the the third episode, right? Of Johnson, we've done.
1: I don't want to done... belittle the other two episodes of Johnson, but may I say, Brad, that really the other two were just like an excuse to get to this one.
0: Yes. Yes. And an excuse for me to learn about Die Hard and Japanese business towers along the way.
1: Yeah, we kind of had some good times. We We had some good times. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to belittle them. I'm just saying we kind of like found reasons along the way, but it was just to get
0: here. Yes. This was the ultimate just destination. It's like,
1: you know, you're it's almost like we were asleep for the first two. And, you know, they were dreamlike. And, you know, it's nice, but they don't. Don't necessarily make sense, but now, now we've woken up. Good morning, sunshine. Yeah, that's what the rock just said. You know what I'm saying? Eyes up. Get your candy ass out of bed. You know what I'm saying, right?
0: Mm. Am I right? Mm. All right,
2: now we're awake. Now we're awake. That was beautiful.
1: I thought it was a nice lead in. That was
2: a nice lead in. I or mean, a lot of here people discuss... don't a lot of people don't understand the depths of his musical ability. But I mean, that's just the just tip his... of the iceberg right there.
1: It's all about tips in this episode, apparently. That's right. And Pro-tips. that's like <laughs> that's just his musical ability. He's he's multi-talented.
2: I mean, we're not... now we are literally talking about our future president. So, I mean, perhaps this could be of some historical use.
1: Well, I want to I'm glad you said that, Josh. Yeah, because I just I'm, I'm going to try to keep this evergreen. It's possible that someone is listening to this. The rock may be president, so just keep it in mind.
2: Right. Right. No, I mean so. You so know, we'll, President
1: will we'll be. Revered. Johnson. Do you think he'll be President the Rock or President Johnson? Johnson? President Johnson.
2: That has a good ring yeah. to it. It might have already been taken, but maybe we can do it again. we'll have
1: to consult the archives to see if that one's been taken, but Yeah. The Rock. President
0: Rock. President Rock has such a good sound to it too though. I mean, for those about to rock,
2: it's strange because I mean, while that is definitely still on the road to the future predicted in idiocracy, it doesn't feel so bad. That doesn't do feel do th- so bad to me.
1: Well, you- no. That movie is adorable now. Who do you <laughs> think is more, who do you think is more idiocracy presidential, like The Rock or our current? Oh da, da, da. boy. Well. Like who embodies that character more, do you think? Oh. You don't have to answer. Just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might be just a <laughs> Maybe we don't.
2: Just mull it over. Just something sort, to think sort about. Sort of a think piece for that. Yeah little thought technology. Well, I mean,
0: Idiocracy had President Camacho, and I would definitely take President Camacho over our current president.
2: Right, right. I mean, President Camacho has a lot in common with more of the, you know, the 80s style macho man, Hulk Hogan, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, what have you. And those guys sort of go hand in hand with, with like a s- constant cocaine high.
1: So are these senators that you're talking about? I, um, I mean,
2: people. I didn't actually mention Governor Jesse Ventura, but, I mean, he's up there. <laughs> he's up there.
1: So, But they are Congress people that you're oh, referencing. of course. Okay. I just I, – I know that, um, you know, The Rock has a – well, I should call him by his name. Jo- it, this is an episode of Johnson. Dwayne Johnson has a, you know, multifaceted past, so yeah. I'm not sure if this was like – um you know, are these I mean, um, actors? Are they professional wrestlers? Mm-hmm. Like professional who are you referring wrestler. to? Well,
2: you know what I mean. You sort of we raised a time-honored question there. Are pro wrestlers actors, athletes? Can pro- we just talk about it? Do you want? Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I kind of do. In my I, cursory research that took about six and a half minutes today, mm-hmm. prepping for this episode. Yeah, most of. Um, Dwayne Johnson's Wikipedia (laughs) – that's embarrassing to say – entry was um, like detailed entries about this Raw is war and then the next night on SmackDown and then this and these relationships and these feuds and these – there's like turns of phrase they use, which I knew I – probably should have known like he turned face
2: oh boy i can can help you out with some of this
1: yeah so so start with like like it seems like the rock spent a lot of his time first of all a lot of the like i know people like john cena is that how you pronounce his name i've heard that name john cena cena there you go yeah that's the one i've heard that name i know stone cold steve austin yep i know triple triple x triple h uh four h club I know mm-hmm. that guy yep uh they're all like he is the greatest in the history of this is it a sport do we call it a sport?
2: I mean you can call it a sport they don't actually call it a sport anymore <laughs> they um it's referred to as sports entertainment, and I can okay. sort of tell you why that is all right um, can we
1: start with the rocks like about face there's a specific term. I'm sorry. I'm, like, okay. butchering this.
2: Well, I mean... Because it seemed
1: like he was mostly a villain for a lot of his time.
2: Right, right. So if you want to start at the beginning, beginning, his first wrestling name was Flex Kavana.
1: Right. I read that.
2: Wow. Flex now, Kavana. That's and that's actually kick before ass. he got to the World Wrestling Federation. That was, you know, his training wheels days. 1996. Because um, if and- I'm
1: to believe Wikipedia, which, you know... Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, He comes from a long line of professional wrestlers. That's right. But he didn't start it until uh, after college and shit. And they were like, are you sure? And then, like, Daddy helped train him or something?
2: Yeah. He uh, his uh, wrestling name actually comes from his two. uh, His grandfather was High Chief Peter, Peter Maivia, who that comes from a long line of saying people who are not actually Native Americans are Native Americans, you know, because, you know, they're Samoan. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, now, is so, that a know, label
1: they're self-applying, or does the outside put that label on them?
2: No, I mean, it's just pro wrestling, uh, especially the the early days up until probably probably like, Two years ago 2014 yeah yeah i mean it hasn't really progressed all that much but it usually tries to pick like one ethnic stereotype for the crowd so it's like you know there's a lot of hispanic viewers so there's going to be like a a hispanic guy that steals cars you gotta have some shorthand yeah so like they deal in broad kind of stereotypes yeah yeah they do and i mean what's shocking is how how much that still is how effective that still is Even today, I mean, you know, this weekend, there's a big wrestling event where the bad guy is Jinder Mahal, uh, a Sikh wrestler from India. And last week, he started speaking in uh, Hindi, and that got him booed out of the building, even though he was saying, like, I come in peace, I'm a friend, you know. So,
1: But he said that in Hindi.
2: Yes, he did. So, understandably... Some of the crowd doesn't understand and... Yeah, that's
1: not exactly, like, old-school American, is it?
2: No. Mm-hmm. That,
1: that's something The Rock used to say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's actually... That sounds like it's from uh, his album. Um, he has well, an album? Let me... Here, let's not... Here, I'll make a note of it. We're coming back to that. How did I not know this? Well, no, I mean, I believe he... There, there were a bunch of wrestling albums where people did, you know, they had their theme songs on there. And, like, people would come in and just record their catchphrases in a studio and they'd, like, loop them. And that was, like, right. their song. Um, I mean, but a bunch of wrestlers have had albums. Like, John Cena has, like, two sort of horrendous rap albums. But um, that's sort of another story. Let me, let me take you back to, okay, so his first name, Flex Kavanaugh. His second name, when he actually got to the WWF, was Rocky Maivia, okay? Um, okay.
1: What's the genesis of that?
2: Well, his, dad, his dad's wrestling name was Rocky Johnson, and uh, his grandfather's name was High Chief Peter Maivia, so it's like a combination of the two names.
1: Okay. So, yeah. A little mashup. And, okay. like,
2: you know, he came in as the most kind of friendly, smiley, nicest guy ever. The and rock that we
1: it, know and adore today.
2: Yeah, and um, the fans absolutely hated that. Um, he was what they refer to in wrestling uh, vernacular as a babyface, which is a good guy. There's babyfaces and heels, heels of the villains. So, so baby, he,
1: he all was, good guys are babyfaces?
2: Uh, yes.
1: Okay, and yeah. bad guys are heels. Yes. So you said he came in as a babyface. Was that engineered? Like, you have to forgive me. I don't know anything. I mean, I, in the 80s, sure, on yeah. a Saturday or whatever, I would like tune in to like Hulk Hogan putting the SmackDown on somebody once in a while. Oh, but sure. like, I don't know any of this, right? It was just like, it's what, there were three things on, and I sure as shit wasn't going to watch Dallas, you know? <laughs> so I would watch this. But like, was it engineered that it's like, okay, because you're like, boyish good looks and whatever you're going to be a baby face or did he choose that
2: um usually when you first come in it's chosen for you and um you know i think they figured with his lineage like you know like people really thought his dad was a great hero and he was a big champion and all this stuff so they figured hey that's going to get this guy um to be a fan favorite you know i assume he would come in and be cheered and so his dad was beloved the exact opposite happened.
1: Huh. Fans are fickle, huh?
2: Yeah. Well, the fans started chants that said, Die, Rocky, die. And that was the chant for him. And, you know, but he'd be smiling and they're all chanting, Die, Rocky, die.
0: I've kind of maybe observed this pattern because I've gone to a couple wrestling matches, a couple WWE matches. And, like, I've noticed that, like, people that are like, trying to be like super good get booed
2: yeah
0: like they're too good like they're too like um or even so okay so maybe you can explain this to me josh this is going to be a bit of a digression but i think it's worth it what is this podcast if not but digressions (laughs) so so can you explain to me um the new day uh I guess I guess <laughs> sort of. I mean, well let me say what my perception is, right? Okay. The New Day were supposed to be good guys.
1: Am I in a cult now?
0: Yes, you are.
1: Okay, I'm cool with it. I just wanted to check.
0: The New Day was supposed to be good guys. It's like three African American wrestlers and they have kind of like the whole like church choir singing behind them type thing. And their whole thing is about, like, oh, like, positivity, new day or whatever. But, like, fans hated them. And so they're now considered, like, heels, even though they continue with their, like, positive message.
2: Yeah. So this this kind of happens a lot where, you know, because of someone's judgment backstage, you know— they have this idea that, oh, man, people are going to love this. These guys are going to come out to gospel music, smiling, and mm-hmm. they are just going to be beloved, which, what you know. What could
1: possibly I, go wrong?
2: Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Um, and, you know, they're, imme- they're, they're immediately booed. Nothing they do is, is popular. People don't, you know, the ratings go down when they're on TV. Um, it's like
1: a stand up comic totally bombing their act, like I yeah. thought this was going to be hilarious well and, it's and like, also no.
2: not being able to read the audience, you know part of what used to make um, wrestling so um you know adaptable was you know a person would go out, hear the booze, and then start doing bad things you know it's like, well, I might as well be the character they think I am. And a lot of times nowadays it's very rigid, so it's like, you know, it's, it's more scripted than it's ever been. So it's very hard for them to call an audible and say, hey, this guy's really getting booed. Let's have him, like, throw the ref out of the ring. You know, it's like, no, these guys came down to gospel music. They're really nice guys. Um, so anyway, hmm. long story short for that.
1: I like the football reference. Um, <laughs> kudos, man. <Right. laughs> Love um, it. Called an audible.
2: Yeah. Well there's a they have to call a lot of audibles in uh, in wrestling because sometimes, you know, dudes from the crowd get in the ring and you have to send some tough. You gotta out check to get the defense. The
1: ring. If they're putting eight or nine in the box and oh, the yeah. call is run it up the middle, yeah. you're gonna lose three yards. It's like a little hitch route, you know, yeah. a little go route.
2: So then the new day spent about six months being bad guys and insulting everybody and really you know, um, I've I've met those guys and they're really they're really charismatic people but they're also extreme wise asses. So they played to their strength and it's, you know, you can just insult people and really get a good one on people. So so the funny thing is they were bad guys and that for that 6 months and then the crowd started cheering them. Like so this phenomenon is very right. relevant because this is exactly what the rock did as well you know it's tried like to be become like the nice smiley guy, guy and then the bad guy is so cool you can't help but cheer him you want to see what that bad guy does next so
1: right right
2: um, you know it's and uh-huh. and sometimes it's very organic the way that happens and sometimes it's very it's very planned and calculated and it works you know what i mean right so is
1: it, you're saying it's less organic now than it used to be though like the Rock wouldn't be able to come out, hear the boos, and change his persona on the fly like that. That well, just what's, wouldn't happen.
2: Yeah, what's, what's really hard about it is, I mean, a lot of what, you know, when people get in the ring and do speeches, it's called promos. So when people go in and do promos, it used to be they literally had like one bullet point. You know, it's like Hulk Hogan, go out in the ring and make sure you mention there's an, a, a wrestling match this Saturday. For the rest of the five minutes, just say whatever you want. And now it is a like a, you know, a seven-paragraph script that they memorize before they go out there, and there's not a lot of deviation from that. So if it's going south, they kind of just stay the course, where if, if Hulk Hogan went out and started getting booed, he might be like, hey, well, you know, Hulk Hogan never really got booed, so that wasn't really a problem for him, but um, yeah, there's people who just like, hey, you know what, this audience is really mad at me, so I'm just going to take him out so hey when was
1: the last time hulk hogan was in the wrestling ring like wrestling
2: um like the 90s no he i mean i i would say mid 2000s he was still Jesus. active yeah
1: that's insane
2: yeah yeah i mean he's, got, old, he's got a he's lot like, of back problems yeah.
1: <laughs> i can't imagine why yeah <laughs> He used to live. I I used to live down in Tampa. Doesn't he live like in Tampa? Like, oh yeah, yeah. He he and a lot of those
2: guys lived in Florida. I mean, they just you know because part of it was they always had to maintain. They had to maintain a good tan. So living in a (laughs) in a beach area saved them some money. Ultimately,
1: sunshine state.
2: Yeah. When
1: when we moved to Florida, it was like let's get out of this crappy central Pennsylvania weather for once. Mm -hmm. You know, it rolls in over the mountains, and it's just like you're in the soup for months at a time. Gross. Yeah. It's like we're moving to the Sunshine State. After a hellacious journey down there, we got there, moved all our shit in, and it's like, all right, time to bask in the sun. Two weeks straight, cloudy and overcast, <laughs> and like 62. It's like, fuck you, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, no. that John Denver's full of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, shit. Flex Kavana, Rocky, Mia Maya Villa. Villa, or whatever. My mm-hmm. okay. There you go. That's pretty much what I said. Um, you had the New Day, who the, tried the New to Day, be good.
2: I mean, just just so we get the timeline right. The New Day debuted in like 2013. So oh, okay. They're not really. They're not really. They're not really that's gotcha. just kind of a, a side.
1: Sure. Um, but I want to maybe now is an appropriate time to go back to how you met them since they debuted in 2013. Oh, I, and and also let's can we have a little history of like why we have you on this show actually?
2: Oh, oh yeah, sure. Just a, just a little, uh, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. Well, in uh, 1999, I got a job at WWF. At the time, they're now WWE. Um, I got a job at their main office in Stamford, Connecticut. And that was my first... that's Stamford with an M. That was my first production job out of school. And, um... What kind of school? And I had, and I was a production assistant there. And, um, I actually went on the road and I was, I was in the production truck for, with, uh, Raw and Smackdown for about eight months.
1: What were you doing?
2: Um... I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I would stage, I would assist and stage, manage backstage. So when they did those pre-tape promos with wrestlers screaming and stuff like that, I would help produce those. Like um, in the hallways and stuff? Where yeah, like, like in the hallways. The manager and, is
1: there, the wrestlers there, and they're like, listen, this guy has been dissing me or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. They'd, they'd scream, and you know, you have to make sure the... You know, like all the stuff you'd normally do for a film set, but it just happens to be always the backstage of an arena. So you'd have to like lock it up and make sure nobody walks through your shot. And you know, there's always. But you're not
1: shooting it. You're not running sound. Your assistants. What does that mean? Help us out here. What does that mean? Well, I
2: mean, unfortunately, at you know when you first enter into the TV production world, there's a few ways it can go, where you know they actually say, "Hey, this guy has some talent." or they say hey this guy can get me some coffee and he can be quiet.
1: I know how to make a good cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm so tell I you mean that I right would now. say
2: my my thing was a little bit of both. I mean I had to sort of prove that I could do anything even though I felt like I could do a bunch of stuff but I really I guess I couldn't really not on the level I thought I could. You know, I mean Imagine that. Film Imagine is that, great, but I mean you definitely can't. You're come twenty-four out with years old and you don't know everything? What you can do. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um, so any anyway, assistant stage managing though, like what the fuck were you doing back in well, the hallways there?
2: Well, there were a few times where um, one of my well, actually one of my jobs became being under the entrance ramp, you know, so it's like there was a little elevator um, that the wrestler Kane came up. And, uh, I used to have to Did you to just count- say the
1: wrestler came came up? Cain. Cain, like- oh, Kane, Cain. Cain came. Cain and, and Abel. Like that kind Gotcha. Cain came. Cain came. Okay.
2: So I used to have to count him in, like I'd be hiding under the stage, and I had to count him in, and then we'd light the ramp on fire, and, uh, he would emerge through the flames. You know, I'd be like, you know, I'd give him the countdown, and then we'd raise the elevator, and he'd go through the flames.
1: And you lit that shit on fire? Yeah. So you were like 20, whatever, 23, 24, and you got to play with fire as your job?
2: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be doing that part of it, but sometimes the pyro guy wasn't there.
1: You just got to roll with it, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, that part I wasn't really (laughs) supposed to do. But, I mean, (laughs) um, there were just, I mean, basically, my my, uh, biggest role there was to be... Yelled at by all the older crew members because it was just a very hostile work environment. I mean,
1: and and how long were you working for them?
2: Uh, I worked there until um, 2001, so I spent about two years there.
0: All
1: right.
2: Well, I mean, it's high pressure,
0: I imagine, right? Doing live show after live show, trying to get everything, yeah, right. Trying to like wrangle stuff in a somewhat uncontrolled environment, like you mentioned, well, I mean um, that's just television so I see but how the stress, yeah, that's just television, but like he's dealing with
1: legitimate celebrities too, so that's an added level of stress, yeah, so like that's was kind of my point, why I wanted to bring it up, like you kind of know some
2: of these guys in particular, you've met the rock, yes, I've met the rock i um what's he like? The, the Rock, I mean, you know, he's just one of the most. Pro- I interviewed a lot, so let me let me step back. Let me take a step back to, to let you do. know why I had any interaction with him. Because most of the time, I didn't, I didn't have very much interaction with, you know, the people backstage as a matter of like, hey, how you doing? You know, I mean, they kind of the talent kept to their area and the crew kept to their area, so it wasn't like, at my level, I wasn't really mingling too much with any talent. However, well, I've I- seen
1: somebody get pissed at you and smash cement blocks over you, so yes. I'm sure yes. that's not entirely true. We'll get to that in a minute, but yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, just-
2: that's that's actually where I'm going. So so I used to work for, um, so I would spend half of my week on the road and then half the week back at the studio in Stanford working on a bunch of other shows, and um, one of the shows I worked on was called Superstars, and It was basically, like, if you can imagine, like, an entertainment tonight, but it's only wrestling. So, it's like a magazine show. Oh, I can. Like, a segment-based show that actually features no wrestling, but just appearances that wrestlers are doing. So, working on that show is where I got to meet and interview The Rock. Because um, he was one of the guys doing the most sort of outside extracurricular work. You know, he was... Always on a show or always, like, getting ready for a movie or making an appearance or, you know, signing books because he had a book at one point. And um, uh, so so I had a chance to interact with him and a bunch of other people that were doing – I mean, the list of random things they were doing is kind of – it's all over the map, really. Um, What what do you mean? Well, I mean – I would
1: assume it's mostly acting because – like, they're professional actors if they're memorizing, like, three paragraphs of scripts and have to, like, keep the outcomes of the match and, like, do all these performances. Mm-hmm. So what is the other shit?
2: Well, the other shit is stuff like, okay, one thing I had to do... Now, I didn't actually interview them for this, but what I would also do is I would edit the... They called them packages, you know, it's video packages. So I would edit them together back at the studio... And one of the things I edited for The Rock was the debut of the original Xbox, you know, back in 2001. Um, And that was an appearance where The Rock threatened Bill Gates on stage. (laughs) Okay. So it was like a presentation they did at Microsoft headquarters or wherever they did it. And, you know, they unveiled the Xbox and then The Rock came out and like smack-talked Bill Gates. And this was all in anticipation of a... Wrestling game coming out on the Xbox, so you know so then to put they it didn't... in
1: perspective, was Bill Gates a billionaire yet in two thousand one
2: i that's a good question i I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah probably, I, I right? think so yeah because it's I mean, probably we've... like
1: a four to six billionaire, right
2: I would think so because we've come through some of the biggest years of Windows, you know
1: right, right um, okay, so rock comes out and he's like fuck you, Bill Gates, Yeah, shove another donut up your ass or whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and it really is then that you get these interviews of both of them where, you know, it's like, hey, Bill Gates is a great guy, and I wouldn't really beat him, or would I? You know, it's those kind of interviews. (laughs) And then Bill Gates is like, with his cracking voice, like, yeah, it was really great to meet, who was that? You know, I mean, like, he didn't know who the hell The Rock was.
1: But he really didn't. (laughs) No, he really didn't. Like, he wasn't putting on a show.
2: No, no. He had to be told who he was, and then he kind of thought it was fun and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you know, so yeah, th- those despite sorts of- his
1: Windows legacy, like Bill <laughs> Gates seems
2: like an okay guy. I think he's probably all right. I mean, I don't think he's the kind of person you want to be have yelling at you in a meeting, because I do hear he did that quite a bit.
1: Well, he's no Steve Jobs, <laughs> but, you know. No. <coughs> um, anyway, we're not his last name's not Johnson, so we're not here to talk about him. No, um, I don't want to derail you. T- w- please continue, but I do have something I want to share with you.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I can uh, this that Xbox sort of video package is is sort of uh, oh right the video package and were you involved with that? Yeah. So I wasn't at the event to do the interviews, but. Um, I was given all the footage, so I edited it together, and it went on the Superstars weekend show. Um, Now,
1: how did you score that gig of, like, that seems like a pretty major, like, promotional video for the network. And, like, here you are, you know, in your first year or two. How did you get that? Who did you sweet talk
2: Well, what's interesting is that was actually not considered... Those were considered the worst jobs. Those are throwaways. Yeah. Yeah, those were, like, very disposable content. And, you know, those were pretty... Those sort of video packages were pretty small fish to fry because they didn't really do anything in particular for the company since the company is a live event company that sells tickets. (laughs) So it's sort of like this whole weekend show thing was just, like, a self-aggrandizing, like look, we're sort of all over the place. You know, we're in Hollywood, we're in Silicon Valley, we're doing all this stuff. But ultimately, that show was fairly low-rated, and it was just sort of a constant pat on the back for the PR team. You know what I mean? Is, this, it's just,
1: is it kind of like a, like a musical band? They have to tour to make money? It's like you don't make money selling albums or whatever. That's right. You that's just right. have to I mean, fucking tour. it's a live tour. event
2: company, so all the money comes from... Wow merchandise sales, live event ticket sales and um TV subscriber rates, you know the, the which is brutal rates.
1: Be- because you're like sometimes literally breaking your back to make that money.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah, literally, yeah. And and most of the time without a lot of those guys didn't have well no one was provided with health insurance for the in the wrestler in ring performer. So That's like none
1: of none of the performers had. Well, I
2: think the top tier guys who had a really good contract probably got all that stuff. But I mean, most of them are considered independent contractors. You know, they're like 1099 guys who get, um, you know, it's just like good luck. And they pay for their their travel, too, which also they're just
1: like the rest of the country now. So that's cool. All right. (laughs) So moving on um, here, I sent you a little thing in the uh, little Slack bot (laughs) channel. Oh, um, yep, perhaps yep. everyone wants to take, I don't, Brad, I don't know if you've seen this. I know that your contributions in the last oh, you know, 15 I've minutes or so have been this. mostly coughing. <laughs> so if you want to check this yes. out, that'd be okay. <laughs> if you could take a moment from your coughing check. <laughs> it's not easy. No, I know. I know you're coming down off another brutal sickness and I'm very sorry.
0: Button, yeah, no, no. and ironically, anyway, yeah. Use you your mind. what? What's the irony here? <laughs> well, just the, the my cough button not being on the proper microphone, but anyway.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, so, Brad, can you press play on this and describe what we're seeing? I don't know if you okay. know this, but r- like radio and podcasts, they're an audio medium, not visuals. Nobody else can see this. Like, it's just the three of us that can see it. So what can you play yeah. it? and sure. bring your own sort of, like, visual sure, storytelling
0: sure. acumen to it? Thanks. So there's a um, gigantic, muscle-bound guy and an incredibly baby-faced Josh. This is definitely back in the good old days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so the big guy who is, I'm going to assume, is Triple H. That's right. Is... Uh, Seems kind of agitated. It's kind of like a message to, like, the producer or something. Like, why are you sending this, like, stupid idiot kid out here to interview me? He's kind of like a... uh, He's such an an idiot. And then he, he throws Josh's, like, legal pad onto the ground. Like, you're, like, you know, more or less, you know, like... It's a very classic jock versus nerd move. And as Josh... Bends down to pick it up. Triple H picks up a... I want to... Yeah, a cinder block. I'm trying to get a good sense on the size. Yeah, it's pretty much a regular size cinder block. Maybe a little larger. And smashes it over Josh's spine. In essence, incapacitating him, knocking him out. Josh is now on the ground, covered in dust and pieces of cinder block. His paper's strewn about. Josh more or less got an epic beatdown from Triple H. Yep. It's pretty impressive.
1: That's an impressive description, too.
0: Yeah. Couldn't
2: have done it any better there. Yeah, that that did happen. So that was um, another one of these Superstars packages that I did. It was a photo shoot for the cover of WWE magazine. And Triple H had a... So we were at a... Um, it was an old chemical warehouse in, I think it was Norwalk, Connecticut. And it was really cool inside. Like, I mean, they used to shoot there a lot because it's just like this derelict factory that has all this old, you know, 1950s style f- broken factory parts and assembly lines and stuff like that. And so they got a huge pile of um, cinder blocks. And Triple H is... <laughs> Triple H, while... While a wrestler and an athlete, his signature, one of his signature moves is grabbing a sledgehammer from under the ring and beating people with it. Um, so in this photo shoot, he was well, using How can a, that
0: be legal? Well,
2: it is it is not. It's not. But Where's the ref anyway? Yes.
0: I digress. Continue. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Um, so yeah, he had a big pile of cinder blocks and he smashed them... You know, they took some kind of slow motion video and, like, high um, high burst action photography and, um, you know, got him smashing a bunch of these cinder blocks, to smithereens. And uh, there were a few left over at the end. And I, I hate to tell you, these, this is what they call gimmicked, gimmicked cinder blocks. So they were made of fiberglass, at least the ones on the top. I think the ones on the bottom were real um okay. but they had a few left over at the end and he was just like so i had to do an interview you know i had that legal pad there and i ran through the 10 questions i had for him which were you know probably the most inane questions i mean how many questions can you formulate about this scene like do, you know do you do you like the sledgehammer or are you ready you, to use do, the do sledgehammer like in
0: an event? Yeah.
2: How did how did
0: you feel smashing those cinder blocks?
2: Yeah, I mean those were like the content of the questions like
1: Remember that time you fought the rock? <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> do you think he's going to be
2: more popular than you eventually? <laughs> those kind of things. So, Right. So after the interview, you know, we were talking a little bit and he was just like he was like, "Oh, this could be fun." He's like, "Do you want to have some fun?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, and he didn't tell me what he was going to do actually. He didn't tell me he was going to do that. And it um, it it did legitimately hurt pretty bad. Um, because, I <laughs> mean, you know, hurt? he smacked me really, really hard. And, I mean, even if he had done that simply with his hand, that would have hurt really bad. But he had a thing in between us. So, yeah, burst. And, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do other than to lay there and pretend I was dead. Because they were filming it. And I was like, well, at least it'll look good. So... Right. Um, and then I remember showing my producer when I got back to the studio and he looked at me and he got kind of white as a ghost and said, why did you do this? Because he knew the liability. You know, the wrestlers weren't supposed to touch any of the backstage people or production people. I mean, it was a huge no, no. But me right. being fairly new there, I was just kind of like, well, I thought that was cool.
0: Right. <laughs> well, and he's the talent like he's the one. I don't know. I mean, you can't. Well, Well, he's got the most to lose, right? right? They'll bust on you for anything, I guess. But at the same time, it's like... In the power dynamic there, you know? He's not like, well, Mr. Triple H, sorry. You're not allowed to touch me.
1: I'm sorry. There are rules here, sir. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and it's very much like a, you know, a tough guy place where it probably wouldn't have been forgotten anytime soon had I backed down from that challenge. Right. Because I had to interview him several more times, and every time he was like, oh, yeah... (laughs) <laughs> so in some way, I sort of earned some small bit of respect from him doing that. And I mean, honestly, I, I was, I would easily do that again. It was really fun. But um, you would have
1: never worked in Stamford again, huh? Whew.
2: No. Whew. Yeah, but
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense because even though it is a like you said a gimmicked cinder block, you just, and it's made of uh, fiberglass or whatever, it still has to be like smashed. Yeah, I want to
1: get more into that, like the feeling of that when it got, like, we'll put a link here if anybody wants to look at it, because it does kind of explode into many pieces, and I'm trying to, and you were like, no, it's not dangerous, but it is fiberglass. If you inhale some of that, like, Mm. you might have some lung issues down the road, so that's a little dangerous, but... And and like once, was it once, it was hard? Like it hurt. Yeah. Like give give me an example like a real world example of an object comparable to this fiberglass cinder block that I could have smashed on my back like hmm. a watermelon? Like what would it be?
2: No, I mean it wasn't See that's the thing it was it was kind of hollow inside so it wasn't it didn't As have a cinder lot Cinder
1: blocks are want to be.
2: Yeah, it didn't it didn't have a lot of weight to it. So I mean it's almost just, it's more like the flat surface mass to it. I'm trying to think of something comparable.
1: Something. Anything. Something. Give me an idea here.
0: Uh, uh, um, like if someone smashed a Lego castle over your back. I don't
2: know. That's, I mean, that's... Okay, better that's,
1: or worse than that?
2: I would say worse than that because, I mean, the Lego castle is going to break apart pretty easily, I would say. Well, but, you've seen
1: the giant Lego ball rolling down the street yeah. that they shot. Yeah, yeah. And, like, sure, it loses some pieces here and there, but if that got... it, I guess it depends on how engineered the Lego brick was. You know, you could probably put it together in a way that would make it, like, the structural integrity be more solid and it would hurt more. But if it was just, like, any of us at 12 years old, well, or even now, I guess... Putting it together, it would probably just basically explode. But you could probably engineer a Lego cinder block that would be pretty damn solid. You know what I mean? So maybe the world's most solid Lego cinder block or even more than that.
2: I think that's fair. I mean, as long as you have that kind of surface area to get that smack, I I think that would convey the right amount of uh, force. I think that would feel about right.
1: Were these people using these fiberglass cinder blocks on each other in any other context? Or are you perhaps the only one in history who's had a fiberglass cinder block smashed over you? I
2: mean, I have to say I haven't... Over
1: your corpus.
2: Well, because it would be such an obvious... I feel like it's kind of an obvious um, magic trick. You know what I mean? Like, it,
1: I don't think that at all. You think it because you're in there. You're in the soup, you know? Yeah. I don't think that at all. Like, when I f- first saw this, it's like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. That's fake. Because he'd be dead. But, yeah. okay, Jesus. No, it
2: looks pretty damn good. I, I guess it's just what I'm saying is it's like, you know, you sort of have to be as strong as, like, a superhero to do a thing like that so i mean i can't imagine that would be a go-to thing to do in wrestling because basically it's like both the you know the person doing the smashing would just have to be a super i mean i don't know why i'm trying to bring any sort of logic to it because, well i don't know because either because crap crap like, all the time
1: right they're hitting people
2: with chairs
1: yeah and throwing I mean, them out of the and like choking them and jumping I mean, a, 12 feet in the air and like Choke slamming them, which would collapse your windpipe and yeah. you' die, you know it's like i, I, I give, think I give t- the so world- to me what I'm saying though, I'm sorry, what I'm saying is to me, smashing a fake cinder block over somebody's back seems perfectly within the wheelhouse of the theatrics of professional wrestling, yeah, but you're saying no, they don't normally do this because
2: <laughs> that's too far i I know, I know well. It does seem a little far-fetched when you say it like that. Um, I guess this is like, you know, when you're doing any sort of world building, you try to keep some logic in that universe. And mm-hmm. I, give, I give them more credit than they actually deserve for trying to keep any sort of logic. You know, so I'm like, oh, no, no one would ever do a cinder block. But he did smash a guy in the head with a sledgehammer.
1: Right. That's his, like, patented yeah. move, right? I mean, I mean
2: so oh, yeah. it's like, where's that's not a very good line. He's a murderous maniac. I mean, maniac. unless that character is then dead. <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's that's the other thing. I mean, it's right. like if that is the career-ending move, then but, we can buy But again,
1: it. if by career-ending you mean dead, like that might <laughs> prompt an investigation and maybe wrestling would be shut down. Yeah. So, like, that breaks the logic, too. I'm just— and I am, hey. I
0: mean, everybody I, loves I what they love. I'm just trying going.
1: to. I know, but I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying to figure it out. It, there's no ill intent. Everybody can love the shit that they love. But yeah. I am just curious. I am a curious observer.
0: But I mean, there's certain things that, like, you know, they, they just won't do in the ring. Like, like, like what? They're not going to have someone bring out, like, a steel beam and then like bend it around someone kind of like right that's you know right. tying them up, like the way like you know superman might do or wonder woman or something Brad, that right? sounds
1: like, fucking awesome actually
0: it sounds awesome but like it's again it's a, it's one it's a thing too far right or like okay. someone's not going to no, go I out mean, and like pick a car up over their head and throw it
2: yeah i mean but that something. also like sounds a awesome a limit
0: but see like the cinder block is kind of maybe on the border
2: yeah i, I we should just, we <laughs> should just kill this whole thing cuz one guy just flipped an ambulance two weeks ago on the show. So I stand I stand correct okay. I stand correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah. There, laughs> was it was it I, like I was, a realistically sized ambulance? Was it a like an actual sized ambulance? It was one of the it was one of those like wide ambulances, like the really boxy ones, not like the You know, there's like I see a lot of ambulances because my son is really into them and And always points them out, not not riding in them and getting hurt, but right, just Brad might out.
1: have a similar scenario that he could relate to, yeah, but- sure, yes, but I
2: mean, they happened to pick an ambulance that would have been particularly <laughs> impossible for a man to flip over because of its wide <laughs> wheelbase um
1: low center of gravity, too,
2: yeah, yeah, so they had a guy flip it over um and and everybody was cheering and loved it, and did he so- struggle though? Yeah, yeah, he struggled. Okay, well, he, at least he struggled. Yeah, there was a guy. There was a guy yeah. inside that he was trying to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't easy. No, no, it was okay. not easy. All right.
1: Well, you know, that seems okay. Anyway, you can go down in history as the only person that ever got a fake cinder block smashed over them.
2: I mean, in that I know of. A quasi mean, yeah.
1: WWF or E event. That's my so. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. Who's nicer, Triple H or The Rock?
2: Oh, The Rock. No, co- oh, no. <laughs> wow,
1: not even a hesitation. Why? Well, I think
0: we have to hear the story about because, like, we kind of like went four or five levels deep to get to the whole like Josh meeting The Rock.
1: I yeah. want to hear it now.
2: So you know, a lot of my a lot of my personal work with The Rock was exactly like I told you before. The format of He would do an event and I would be given all the footage to edit something out of that. And a lot of those things were actually his early acting career.
1: Josh, is this orange letterboxing by any chance?
2: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, my God. Is it really?
2: Yeah. (sighs) Oh, I am
1: so looking forward to this.
2: (laughs) What, what, What aspect of it? I don't even know what you're talking about. Just the orange letterboxing. I just want to know how it all came to be. Well, I mean, you kind of spoiled it there. You got ahead of the story. Shit. That's really not a stellar part. No, it's not. That's really not a shining part of the story. It's not really. No.
1: No, that's just like a how do we get to that point sort of thing.
2: So um, he had a number of early, like, random TV appearances. A lot of times it's pretty easy You know to get a tv spot for a wrestler you know it's just like hey this guy just needs to be a strong man you know i need somebody to be a bodyguard oh Mm -hmm. here's a guy with muscles you can put him on the show so one of his first appearances that i did a really quick thing for was that 70s show he was on that Uh,
1: i read in wikipedia that he played his father yes is that true
2: yes that's right rocky Rocky johnson right okay um And then Amazing. Man, I wish I still had this video. I'll have to look for it. But I did a video package of him on Voyager. That's why I
0: was going to I was waiting to bring that up yeah. to see if you did yeah. that, okay? No, I yeah, because I know he was in Voyager, yeah. Yeah,
2: he was he was a um he was like an alien gladiator. Can I just
1: say everybody just take a moment and admire Brad's restraint 56, <laughs> 56 minutes into this program until he mentioned fucking star trek featuring well, it the, the rock was the
0: one thing i had coming into this <laughs> just i no. almost was going to you email shit. you uh, a link to that episode of voyager on netflix yesterday and say hey watch this before our podcast so we can go I'm we can congratulating talk about it i'm you man
2: <clears throat> yep yeah he was on voyager he was on so, he was on voyager and he actually fought 7 of 9 In that episode, so he wasn't like an alien gladiator in some kind of battle arena, and he had—I mean, it was a fairly short scene if I if I remember correctly because I I remember they gave me the footage to use as B-roll. You know, they were like they had his interview and they had a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff where it's like, you know, you're shooting behind the cameras and you see all those shots and monitors and stuff like that, and um, I remember i I had so little to use from the actual show, and that was apparently all there was. you know he was not on it right. very much, so but you know, like you have to make like a four minute piece out of it, so it's a lot of smoke and mirrors yeah,
0: but at that time wasn't <laughs> the rock like kind of a big star like like he was still not a star the way he is now, but a big star for w w
2: e yes What, yes, that's in two thousand like he was sti- he was like one of the most recognizable people in their on their roster at that time like i would
0: imagine if they were going to like advertise like star trek like they're going to say like oh next week star trek voyager with special guest the rock it's not like they're just like oh here's random muscle guy
2: right right and also the um the other tie-in to it was um smackdown which was a show literally named after the rock um was on upn And that was also on the Uh, same channel as Voyager. So there was a lot of cross promotion. Mm -hmm.
1: Just in case you forgot what it sounded like.
0: So that was his thing. I didn't realize that was like one of his phrases. It's
1: very British.
0: So did he have an album? I don't Wait, think we're he, not, i We're don't not
1: continuing he, down the Star Trek path. You're going to. No, we, we don't go to the album yet, Brad. I I, and I can really we can. please keep talking about the Star Trek shit for a
2: little bit longer? I don't, I don't know that there's that much more to it, um, other than it, it was sort of his first movie where he had a decent amount of makeup on, and I think that paved the way. He used the Voyager thing to get the Scorpion King tryout right
0: which is now kind of infamous for having the worst the CGI. worst
2: cgi
1: in history and although was it's
0: nowhere near as bad as the cgi in spawn no
1: you know i haven't seen spawn for a long time but was Dwayne the rock johnson actually in the mummy returns or whatever the first one i know they did a sequel where he was actually in it but the first one where he was that horrible cgi guy was he actually like live action in that movie?
2: Yeah. At any point? Yeah, he was in the. Once again, I um I got the electronic press kit from The Mummy Returns and had to edit a piece for The Rock. Um, for The Mummy Returns, so I believe he was mostly just in the prologue. Like I think there right. was a There's thing.
1: There's like a yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He was in the but, prologue and then he was at the very end. You know, because like he had his been actual
1: released. body. Yeah. Like he is there. It's not some CGI representation of him.
2: No, he's he's actually there in okay in the beginning in a big battle, I believe.
1: Okay, because all I remember from that movie is the gobsmackingly bad CGI version of him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Which basically his head glued on some kind yeah. of yeah really centipede bad
0: humanoid, like a creature. PlayStation level.
2: Yeah we
0: gotta keep this polygon count low low god damn it low and like the only reason i really know it is because like i always see it comes up on youtube like top 10 worst cgi ever and it's always like the thumbnail is always like the scorpion king
1: well i mean obviously one two and three spots are prequels and then scorpion king
2: yeah that was really his breakout
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just watching some Star Trek Voyager with Dwayne Johnson. No big deal. I, I'll watch it later. Mm-hmm. Sorry. it's good. Once you guys
0: aren't paying attention, I'll start watching. So, it so did you then, so you, you edited these kits, but when did you actually get to meet The Rock?
2: Um, I got to meet him at uh, WrestleMania 2000. So it was WrestleMania 2000 was actually WrestleMania 16, but they really were like, "Hey, it's getting kind of old in the tooth. Let's stop using Roman numerals or numbering them. Let's just call it the year." And you know that was the right. only year they did that because they're. I know.
1: give them credit because they beat Windows to the punch with that like nomenclature <laughs> decision.
2: They sh- they certainly did.
1: They shirt wrestling's better than Windows. That's Did they, should be though? their new slogan. I don't yeah, think Windows two thousand, Windows ninety
2: five,
0: yeah, Windows,
1: Windows two thousand.
0: Yeah, you're right. Windows <laughs> Me, the Millennium Edition. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is, in the year two thousand,
1: WWFE, whatever you're going to call it, was like, no, we got to stop this numbering shit. Fifteen, yeah. sixteen, seventeen. No, we got to change it up because it seems hackneyed and old. I mean,
2: Next year was WrestleMania 17, so this was a short-lived flight of fancy.
1: Oh, never mind then. Um,
2: but, but for that year, it was um, WrestleMania 2000, and I got, I got um, roped up into a thing they did and only did that one time, which was it was a, a show called WrestleMania All Day Long. So they did a uh, fan event called Fan Access – And it was basically they rented out a convention hall and just put, like, a bunch of old belts, like a ring, a bunch of trucks destroyed on the show. Um, You know, it was like a museum. And then there would be a lot of signings for people. Mm -hmm. So I had to, they did a live show, which was, I believe, six hours um, with a bunch of different segments. And I had to help produce that for six hour and a six hour live show is, wow. is really horrible. I have to tell you.
0: Yeah. That's like telephone length. Yeah. It was almost. like, it, it
2: felt like a, it felt like that. I mean, that's probably the closest description now. I mean, it wasn't, it was all within like a, a simple area, but it's, you know, it's like, you got to wrangle people. You got to make sure they show up on time. And, um, during that it wasn't actually, I didn't actually do this live. It was live to tape. And then they ran it later I had to do an interview with the rock, and i it was about his funny car, so they have this thing where they kept painting wrestlers' faces on cars and uh are you is adam like
0: are you cooking an egg in there what's going on
1: i'm just thinking about funny cars
0: okay, sorry a wrestling funny car. <laughs> funny cars
2: yeah funny cars really funny cars yeah with their faces on them. Yeah, funny cars with their face on them. <laughs> Dude, do, does anybody know what a funny car is? Like I No.
0: <laughs> I mean, other than just what it sounds like, a car that would be humorous? I don't know that I do know what it is. I'm really
2: I'm really sorry. I I just take for granted that people, I mean, we're all we're all from Pennsylvania. How can you not know what a funny car is?
1: I mean, I know that the rock lived in Bethlehem. Yeah. And I think you lived in Allentown? Yeah. But I lived in the goddamn Poconos. That's a different world. I don't know what a fucking funny car is. All right. What's a funny car? All
2: right. (laughs) Let me. (laughs)
1: Jesus, man!
2: I'm throwing a lot at you here. Let me, let me back up. All right. So a funny car. That's why we
1: have you on this show, to provide expertise and experience and give us the facts
2: and okay, the information. We have no idea. You, I'm just going to give you the official definition because I don't really know what they are, but I had to talk <gasps> about it. It's, it's a type of drag racing vehicle and a specific racing class in organized drag racing.
1: Oh, my God. Do they have some that look like the Tumbler from Batman?
2: No. They don't look like the Tumblr. They just look like stretched Camaros with like, you know, it's like you, they used to just do really short runs where like these two cars would just be at the starting line and then they'd basically have like flames coming out of the back for like half a mile and then that was the race. That was it. They'd just go on a straightaway Was it
1: theatrics or were they actually kind of fast?
2: No, they were really fast. I mean, it's like the fast, I think they were like the fastest cars in the world at that time or something
1: and bethlehem was a hotbed of funny cars <laughs> I, I get,
2: well i mean you know the the allentown fair i mean
1: i lived 30 minutes away from bethlehem yeah <laughs> I never heard of this shit uh,
2: the allentown i did live uh, in the woods fair, though had had all kinds of um, motorsport stuff you know it's like one night would be monster trucks one night would be a demolition derby and then another night would be like funny car stuff
1: Funny car. I, I mean, I know demolition derbies. I know the other shit.
0: Funny car, though? Yeah. I am not aware of this. Okay, well... I mean, when I look at them on, like, Google image search, oh, you like get oh, it, right? Okay. Like, I've seen these. These kind of, like, elongated drag racing no, cars. I have to look up
1: funny cars. Brad, I thought you were going to be with me on this and not look them up and just be perplexed.
2: But, but I cars. mean, just to get a sense of how absolutely dangerous and scary these cars are it says they're around eight thousand horsepower
1: okay the funny cars i'm seeing don't seem particularly dangerous or powerful well you
0: have to look at the actual funny
1: funny car drag racing night under fire video just cars that are funny because those just have like stormtrooper helmets on them yeah and i don't care about that Okay, I see. Here's a uh, funny car drag racing night under fire video. Is this is this what we're looking at a little bit? Maybe. But this just looks like drag racing, not funny cars.
2: I mean, it is we are basically talk we're talking about drag racing. I mean, it's not it's just what they I mean, I literally had to interview him about a funny car, so I just used
1: Wait, what's the difference between a funny car and a drag racing? I mean, car, I then? think
2: it's like the size of the engine and the length of the track. I think that's it. But I, I mean, thought I'm they had an like on that. clown faces I'm just an expert and shit. On ones with Rock's face on it.
1: All right. Well, let's get back to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, he and he and Stone Cold both had one. Um, so you know, they parked the funny car at this fan event during WrestleMania 2000. And he had to stand in front of it and talk about it. And, I mean, The Rock didn't know anything about a funny car. I mean, he really didn't. But, Join the club, dude. But but you'd never know that from his interview because it was just, I mean, it was like spot on. He had, he was... You know, this car,
1: we've put a lot of time and effort into this car. We've got engineers working on the motor, the engine. Uh, we think the fuel injection is superior to all our competitors. And you're going to find... There's going to be a new record set here tonight. Bunny car. Like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, basically. But even he asked me what I was doing it for, and I said, I'm doing a piece for superstars. And he's like, okay. He's like, so quicker sound bites are better for you. And I'm like, yes. So he didn't go over, I'd say, seven seconds with any sentence he said. Jesus he was that Christ. good. Like, he could actually himself. Are you edit serious? to give you sound bites and he's like how about that one and i'm like could i have it a little bit longer and he'd add like four words wow like he was the the easiest interview you'd ever do he just he's like i mean he if was that's like an announcer real, guy who it's like if you're like can you hit eight seconds he could do it
1: if that's real that's incredible
2: yeah it is real all right that's that's uh
0: right well that's how he ended up where he is today i guess yeah i'm just saying what year he was, was all this all in
1: 2001 all 2001, right? Sometimes the memory is a little pliable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like my brother thought that he also saw the UFOs in Vermont, but he didn't. But I'll let him have that memory. But if The Rock is as excellent as you say he is, then I don't feel bad having him wake me up every
0: morning. And with his funny car business... That was oh. probably just him dipping his feet in. Let's see his how toes it goes. In yeah. to eventually, you know, take on his the role of a lifetime, yeah. Luke Hobbs in the Fast and the Furious franchise.
1: Reinvigorate that franchise. That was on a downward slide.
2: Yeah. I never th- I never thought of it that way, but I mean that is a definite connection there. I mean, he could he- talk a good game about cars for sure
1: he really wanted to make a movie with vin diesel or vice versa can't remember which but yeah it seemed like a match made in heaven and uh let's face it fast five and beyond they've been like (laughs) unstoppable
2: he's the uh he's the sequel doctor
1: yeah so they say right Mm -hmm. so they say i'm still kind of partial to fast five being my favorite of the franchise Dragging that safe through the city, that was like, holy fuck.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Because I spent... That's really good. Well,
1: you, my friend, you might know him, his name is Brad. Hi, Brad. Hi. Was like, I really love Fast and Furious movies. And I was like, ugh, come on, man. It's not David Lynch, you know, it must suck. So I, sp- <laughs> I spent a weekend... Just burning through as many Fast and Furious movies as I could, and I became kind of addicted to them. And I think they are amazing, and there's ups and downs, obviously, strikes and gutters. Sure. But I think the pinnacle of the fucking franchise is Fast Five. Yeah. And that is when Hobbs reared his beautiful, fucking wrinkly smile.
0: Yeah. Well, how does he have five- so many,
1: like, folds on the edges of his smile? There's, like, four folds on each cheek. Why is he so foldy on his face?
0: Well, it's the ampl- it's not just, so, I wouldn't call it wrinkly. It's more like he's, he's able wrinkly, to foldy. actually amplify his smile throughout right. his face.
1: Right. I have, like, four extended dimples on each side. That's eight total dimples. Which is why he's, pra- like, he's,
0: he's practiced. He's worked on that smile.
1: Well, sure. Well, he, was he was working on it with it. He was working on it when he came out there in his first, you know, experience in WWF at the time. And people hated it. And then he had to be a bad guy for a while. But now he's just that same baby faced, innocent fella. And everybody loves him. They hated him. Then they loved him when he was a bad guy. But now they love him as a good guy again.
2: That's right.
1: But why? Why? Like is this a regular thing, Josh? It, like in the wrestling world. Do people what's it called turn face
2: a lot? Well, I think we I think we already covered, you know, the idea that a person can come out, you know, and you think they're going to be cheered, they're not cheered. You don't know why. So the next thing you do is you kind of go with what the crowd wants and you let them be the villain so they can boo their hearts out. And it's all kind of working because, you know, you're trying to write a show and it's like, well, this character is a bad guy. But why? You know, and then they start cheering him and you're like, well, I guess he's not a bad guy anymore. And I think what happens is, you know, for a while they go back and forth and the writing sort of determines if the person's bad or good. But there there comes a time when the person is. The person becomes larger than any character or any writing you can put on it. You know, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson became a hyper-real version of himself. So at a certain point, he's just being himself now. And, you know, he can go in, be himself, do an evil thing, but in the end, it's like he's sort of transcended the classic good-bad idea, and he's just himself, and people like him no matter what he's doing. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch of high-level people in wrestling like that where, you know, it's like Stone Cold comes back and he could do the most heinous thing, but people love him because they know it's all a character now. Like, he's done it enough, he's gone back and forth. So it doesn't work anymore, and people are just happy to see him. And that, that's that's where kind of The Rock is at.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to say there about... Like, perception versus reality. And, you know, I it, it's a thing that actors deal with a lot of the time, where they've been playing roles their whole life. Especially child actors, or people who started pretty young. It's like, who the fuck am I at this mm-hmm. point? But I think, like, I don't get the sense that The Rock suffers from that. Like, I think he is the... He's Dwayne Johnson, but he's also The Rock. Ugh, see, I just like torpedoed my whole philosophy because i'm like no he's the fucking rock even though i didn't watch him when he was wrestling but
2: well it's just i mean he's been able to really translate what made him such a star in the ring to hollywood which is not easy to do you know a lot of these guys even though they are clearly actors and performers making movies is very different you know like repetitive takes and you know for the close-ups you don't move very much it's i mean it's a completely different language so you know i mean i i give people credit for being able to cross over like that you know um another example that you know he was just in guardians of the galaxy 2 uh batista hey
1: no spoilers haven't seen it yet
2: okay well he was in the first one he's drax he's that's not really a spoiler um, he he's an interesting guy because what? Wait, what? Not the Rock, Dave Batista is
1: oh a professional wrestler. Oh my god! Okay, wrestler. okay, Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah, holy fuck! I thought you meant the floating gold guy in the throne was the Rock, and I was like, what no, the no, no, fuck? No, 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 okay, no, no. Drax, Drax, yes, 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 yeah. sure. Dave Batista no, I mean, wrestler. My, my only
2: reason for bringing him up—he was just I-
1: at a baseball game—and I was like, you look nothing like Drax. Yeah, but whatever.
2: He's. I mean, I think he's done a really good job there, but I didn't actually, he wasn't, uni- he did not reach the rock level in wrestling. You know, he wasn't universally beloved. I didn't particularly like him all that much.
1: But you knew him.
2: I knew him. And I mean, he'd be sort of one of the last people you'd say, hey, he could definitely break into Hollywood. But He, had <laughs> he did a fucking
1: awesome job, though, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's doing good.
1: Let us pour more of this liquid into our bodies. It's amazing.
0: Well, he's in the uh, upcoming Blade Runner movie also. I
2: saw that. Good for him.
1: Jesus Christ. Does he play uh, whats does nuts who gets interviewed in the first scene and then shoots the interviewer?
2: I, I Seems don't, about I don't right. think so. I don't believe it's a remake.
1: <laughs> no? Unfortunate. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be awesome then. <laughs> I'm being snarky.
2: Yep. Well,
1: shit, dog, can we talk about The Rock's album yet and wrap this thing up with... Uh, little discussion of how how great a musician the rock is because he has several like acoustic versions of wake up songs on my rock app that i own i don't know if you know this josh brad and i are really on a personal level enormous fans of the rock yeah do you know that i know it now we really are though it's not a joke. I mean, like, we're not being schmarmy. His, his,
2: his
0: persona definitely is one of those things that you know I, I find inspiring. And again, he's in one of my favorite film franchises, Fast and the Furious, and he was in an episode of Star Trek. So he's hit all the bases, and he came from Bethlehem, which is the same place Jonathan Frakes came from. That's right, Commander Riker. <laughs>
1: None of those things matter to me. I just really like the rock, and I'm kind of into ballers because it's about football. But fine, we have that in common, and I'll take it. Beep 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 beep. Know what I'm saying?
0: So does he have? Does he actually have an album? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. Are you Josh asking is me?
0: Just gone, though.
1: Oh shit! He was like, so fuck this shit. So I have to Google whether The Rock has an album now to bide time. The Rock album. Uh, this is not dynamic radio. Hold on. Well, here's the problem. The uh. Rock album. Oh, Jesus. No, this is not going to go well. Where'd he go? Well. Oh, that's not good. No. Beep, beep. No, stop it. What are you doing? Yeah. <takes noise>
0: Is that actually from The Rock's album? Um, no, it's from,
1: you have this. It's from The Rock, like, Let's Wake Up app.
0: Oh, it's from his Wake Up app.
1: Yeah, so here—can I—all right, while I'm looking for The Rock's album, can, can I share something with you? Because— Sure. The Rock's app is all about motivation. It's like, hey, sunshine, get out of bed, you know? Beep, beep, beep. Hey, blah, blah, blah. He's playing acoustic guitar. It's like whatever the situation you want. It's like he can be aggressive. He can just do something weird. Or he can be like sensitive and wake you up. But it's The Rock, so you love it, right? And you get up and you're ready to face the day. But The Rock app adds like challenges. Like what's something you want to do, right? You know this. You have the app. You used it for a while. We both used it. So I had, (laughs) I had write a (laughs) screenplay. So now the great thing about the Rock app is if you don't delete it, um, it just keeps that information. (laughs) And It's like write a screenplay. And I think my goal was one month, but it keeps track of how long it's been. And it was 379 days. (laughs) All right. Yeah.
0: So... Well, I can shame you into to
1: doing that. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Day 379, and it's like, let's edit the and goal. How many
0: pages have you
1: completed? You understand what a tricky question that is, right? Because the first draft, can you count? Can you really like count the pages of like random like scribbly notes as pages of a screenplay?
0: Let's count them.
1: Okay, I will literally count them. I'll go there right now and count them for you because I do actually have fucking pages, but it's not like in screenplay format. These are just like thoughts. You know, it might be like four pages that once it's formatted and fleshed out into screenplay format, might represent a feature length script, you know, because it's stream of consciousness shit, but okay. Okay. No, I'll look for it. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I have a lot. Let's see how many pages this is. I called it Thump Thump, right? Two, two of. Two, two. I have 15 pages. Fifteen. Fifteen. But that's like random shit, that's you know? That's pretty
0: good. And some of it. pages of random stuff isn't too bad.
1: But it's, like, it's not, like, piece of dialogue and then exterior suburbs, night. It's not all like that. Some of it is just, like, single-spaced, like, I wrote down the dream I had for four, no, five pages, you know? So that would translate into, like, 40 pages of screenplay if I actually did it. That's what I'm saying, like, 15 pages of this kind of shit might be translate into 90 pages of screenplay which might be a movie but I don't want to make a movie Brad I really don't I don't think that I think that's old school technology and it's like 80 year old
0: men make movies all right well we always have gutter balls (coughs) that's what 40 year old men do are you okay not really I think well we lost Josh he doesn't seem like he's coming back
1: I don't blame him. I wouldn't That's come back to this. technology. No, it's so not how technology. we just wrap this up? We should wrap it up. It's, it's not technology. He made a wise choice. Just, yeah, I'm going to get like, out while the getting's good. Um, I can't thank him enough, though, for coming on here and spilling all his knowledge bombs on us. That was awesome.
0: I and I feel like we've really only kind of... We haven't even touched went it. Went about halfway into the skin of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, we're not
1: there yet. We're going have to have to So a maybe follow we'll up.
0: follow up at some point. Maybe in a couple of years. We'll have Josh back on to continue.
1: I'm going to say 2019 is looking pretty good for the return of the rock. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Well, good night, Adam. You can do it.